welcome to another episode of Adding Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Serena Ryan. I am a digital marketing educator with a heart for financial literacy. I help women add financial confidence to thrive in business and life. This is episode 91. It's the holiday season. <laughs> in this episode, I am sharing 10 tips for saving money. This is one of the most challenging times of year for me, and I know I'm not the only one. As always, I'm sharing my lived experience, and I'm not a financial advisor, but everything I'm sharing is coming from the challenges I've had with my own finances in the hope that it helps not just me, but anyone else who is going through the challenges I tend to go through with regards to money. I'm a reform spender and I am sharing those challenges. It is always important. I want this podcast to be a place that inspires you to ask the questions of those who you are getting professional financial advice from. You are the one who is the one who knows your own circumstances best. However, those giving you advice will only give you advice based on the information you share with them. So the clearer you are on what you want in your financial situation, the better they can help point you in the right direction. And that is what this podcast is for, inspiring you to see that it is possible to ask better questions and have more control over your finances than you may realise. My budget highlights. My best saving, Chris Kringle is awesome. It means we're buying one gift for each side of the family instead of buying lots and lots of gifts. Both my husband and I are from big families and switching to Kris Kringle four years now and counting has transformed our budget and also meant that we can put a lot more thought into the gifts. The cool thing is we actually set a limit of $25 for the one gift and that also means we're forced to think more deeply and look differently to find amazing gifts. I'm finding the amount of thought that goes into the gift is something that is challenging as well as the price tag. The challenge is a positive thing for budget and fun and thoughtfulness. My best learning. Extra special cards. The cool thing is I used to get so caught up in big gifts and big things. And when you can sit down and write a really thoughtful card about your personal connection with someone, the response and connection is something that is so much more than just a Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. Take time to think about the relationship you have with someone and write a very personal note. And I'm finding by doing that, I'm also getting that back. And it's very, well, I'd say soul fulfilling. And it fills my cup, makes me feel even more grateful for the incredible people I'm surrounded by. Money bravery. It's okay to not spend money. I'm finding I'm going out of my way to spend more time with the people I can that I want to spend time with instead of automatically going to spend gift money. 
And that in itself is something so precious. Having a shift and thinking about time is something that is so rare and beautiful and not replaceable. When we can value that more than a physical gift we're giving, there's a beautiful shift. And having those open conversations with friends, I'm going out of my way to have more coffee chats with people I want to have more time with rather than just automatically sending them a card or sending them a gift. Making time for those that are special to us and shifting that is very much my money bravery. Getting into this episode, we are in the holiday season and I am trying something out that is new for me. Rather than record these podcast episodes weekly and publish weekly, I am recording several episodes now because the holiday season is a time to spend with friends and family and I want to do this and I hope I'm not the only one also doing the same. So these episodes are going to be a little bit different in format, but no less valuable and informative. These episodes are going to be ones of reflection of 2022 and preparing going into 2023. And also the challenges and stumbling blocks that come along the way being holiday season. Here in Australia, I have got two young kids who are of school age and we are going on school holidays, which means I have my lovely children around me for six weeks straight. And that means financially it is a strain in trying to keep them entertained and fed and keep me sane along the way. I will be sharing in this particular episode the savings tips and strategies I will be using to have fun without blowing my budget. In the next couple of episodes, expect to hear from me with regards to being kind to myself on what I have achieved amazingly in 2022 with regards to my personal finances and some of the things I haven't and how I'll be taking those learnings into 2023. I'm not a huge believer in absolute New Year's resolutions, but I do believe in New Year's learnings and the opportunity to do better with what I have. So I will be sharing that as well and how I'm going to make 2023 an amazing year. And just because we are financially challenged does not mean we need to do without. I think that's important to address And I'll be bringing that up in these episodes as well. It's a wonderful time of year to make the most of taking stock of what we have and get prepared for what's coming. We don't always know what's coming (laughs) unless you've got a crystal ball that works and yet to find one of those. It is about doing what we can to be prepared and I think that that is a really valuable thing to do. So getting into this episode, I'm going to share 10 things that I am using to equip myself to have the best six weeks possible, given the joy of the challenge of having a lot more family time than usual and overcoming my fear of blowing my budget. The demand on our time and money is increased 
at holiday season. When we have less structure around, such as going to work and limitations on when we can eat and how long our lunch break is, it's kind of a nice structure that means we're spending less money. And that's what I found. It means that I can get a loaf of bread and make the sandwiches for the kids for the week and know that I'm not having to fork out going out for lunch in places and suddenly taking a budget of a few dollars, like basically I can feed the kids lunch for the week for $10 comfortably and pack their lunches to unscheduled and going out. And the thing is, when we go out without planning and we do things on impulse, those things on impulse can cause financial headaches. What happens if you drive an hour away from home and you haven't packed lunch? Next thing you know, you're at a cafe that you don't know and you're beholden to the prices because you've got screaming hungry kids. That could be a $50 lunch. So instead of going from a week's worth of lunches at school for $10, $50 on one lunch seriously puts a dent in the budget. So... I'm going to share these 10 tips now <laughs> to see how it can help me, remind me to be prepared and may find it useful for you as well. The 10 tips, plan. If I didn't already allude to it, my challenge I have is I love to have adventures and I've always thought of adventures as not planning being impulsive and taking off. The issue with not having some planning in the mix means that we're putting ourselves in a situation of blowing a budget. If I haven't planned, then I haven't got an idea of what's coming. Therefore, I can't allocate a budget to it. So at a bare minimum in your planning, in my planning, is working out how much money I've got to play with because then that will also determine the extent of the adventure that we can have and not have the budget completely blown. When I call this podcast Adding Up, it is about how I add in our lives. Not just add money, but add fun, joy, connection, and those things don't always have to have a price tag attached. But if I can work with the money I have, I naturally are, I'm able to have more fun and enjoyment. And that's important to grasp. So it doesn't hurt to go, well, how much money do I have from our pay to allocate over the six weeks how many pay cycles do I have and how much money is left out of each pay cycle for what I would call fun it may be $50 for six weeks so then with $50 how do I then allocate that for the six weeks and the assumption that I need to have hundreds of dollars I want to break that myth that we don't need that but we need to allocate what we have and make the most of things.
planning is where it starts. And that can be a simple visualization of the six weeks, how many pay cycles do we have and how much money can we have from that. The other side of it is not necessarily what is coming in and forecasting. That's what really it is, looking forward and what's coming in, is also looking at did we have any savings allocated? And you may have a budget. Like I have a hidden account that I put on average, it's around $30 to $40 per pay cycle and I get paid fortnightly. So it's $10 to $20 a week that gets put away. And I use that as my fun account to be able to allocate to holidays. Now, because we have four lots of school holidays in a year, it doesn't automatically mean I have money or even anything left in that account to use. But I need to check it and take stock of what's in there for these particular holidays coming up. And this is why I go through these 10 things to actually have a look at what I have and then the simple act of planning and knowing what I've got to play with means I have a difference in knowing what we could be doing on our adventures. These adventures really with some kind of boundary around it. The next step I do, once I've got the money there and know that, yep, I've got that allocated, is to go, let's look around for what's for free. Yeah, it means looking to see if there are events being held by, um, for example, like shopping centres or local councils or um, activity groups for kids or even their school. Like what things are available for free that we could be doing on adventure days? It's worth seeing what's around. Um, then I look for, well, beware of the free. I say that because something that <laughs> in, I think it was July school holidays that caught me out was that there was a local fair that was free entry but once I got in there, all the rides were $10 and $20 ticket bundles to be able to spend on coupons to go on the rides. So that in itself became nearly a $100 adventure that was deemed free. So look at the fine print on anything you find for free. And it doesn't mean you can't do it. You just need to work out of the budget money that you have if it will work for you or not. kind of linked to this what actually helps if you're going to free or paid events at all don't leave home hungry and work out if you can pack snacks and what snacks to pack because even if you do buy some things while you're there if you're not as hungry when you're there you'll naturally spend less and if you have got some foods with you, you're not spending as much. But again, check the fine print. Some of these places for free won't allow you to take your own snacks. I've also been caught out on that one too. It's important to check your fine print because you'll end up with a bit more planning, having more fun. Then look for other things that aren't necessarily organised events. Going to parks, going to beaches, going places in the outdoors like gardens as well like we've got these incredible botanical gardens near where we live which you can enter for free highly recommend it 
they're important things to look for as well because the assumption that we have to spend money every day the immediate shift in budget can be that you pack your lunches and have a picnic at the beach and you're immediately reducing how much money you're spending on food and then you're not spending any money to enter the beach area either and that really is a fraction of the cost of some paid activities and kids don't notice and that actually allows you to slow down and relax and not blow all your budget because six weeks is a long time to get through <laughs> and we've got to be creative and not assume we have to spend money to have fun this brings me to the next thing rest it's a lot more relaxing to go places such as the beach or a garden or a park and rest and slow down because rest is an opportunity for us to recharge our batteries and if we're not spending all our budget it also is less strain on the finances and the emotional tax and brain tax really of thinking about where is the money coming from because the pressure is to be working more to spend more if we're spending too much boredom is good this is a really good one to remind you and your kids <laughs> as I say that out loud that is the advice that I'm giving to myself creativity comes from boredom allow your kids to have home days that is what I will be doing because boredom, when they say I'm bored, is healthy. Sounds really counterproductive. But that enables them to think more. And thinking for themselves is power for them to find creative solutions. And creativity is something that will allow them to see they don't need to spend money either to have fun and find things to do. Give yourself that opportunity. Give them that opportunity. In our house, we have a lot of board games as well. And using board games for entertainment is great. One of the kids' favourite games, which amuses me no end, is Game of Life. And Game of Life is a game that it helps them to see potential career paths and what money they could be earning and what liabilities uh, it's fascinating from a financial literacy fundamentals point of view for kids to start to understand and start to dream a little about games and life and career paths I find it fascinating that they have uh, blogging and influences now in the latest version of the game and the jobs are adapting more and more to what our well our lifestyles are and opportunities that are available too projects things to get done around the house and learning how to do things like it's an opportunity for those to be adventures in themselves like learning how to fix things how to paint potentially painting the house or looking how to build things there's many more things that can be done without the assumption that we have to go out to be entertained and spend hundreds of dollars. 
So it's kind of an interesting way to look at it differently. And more than anything, over the next six weeks, it's about slowing down. The more we can feel and act to not be on this sense of urgency to always be entertained and allow our bodies the opportunity to rest and recharge means our budget doesn't become as strained and it means that we're actually ready and raring to go for another new year when things do get busy again and the kids get back to school. Looking at it differently instead of automatically going to spend money means we have more fun and can see our diversity and disconnection between the assumption that we need money to have fun and to be entertained. This episode is very much dedicated to pausing and looking differently about how not just to treat the six weeks, but how to treat finances and moving forward into 2023. And we can plan, look for free, beware of free, don't leave home hungry, have fun at parks, beaches and gardens that are free. Rest. Give our body the opportunity to rest and recharge. Boredom is good for kids and for you too. Unlocks creativity. Board games are there to inspire and connect. Projects are there to have fun and find ways to do things with less and get that maintenance done around the house too. Overall, slow down. Don't assume you have to keep moving at the same pace. And budget-friendly opportunities will naturally appear.